praise God. Can I preach to you a little bit today? I woke, uh, I even told my wife this, but about three mornings ago, somewhere around two o'clock in the morning, I was awakened, and it was God that woke me. Because for about three hours, I lay, and uh, what I'm going to preach to you today, God gave me. In about three hours, it's not anything special, but it's what we need, and it's what we must have. And I have felt such a deep calling, such a deep anointing of God for this service today. And I'm going to preach very simple today. But if you will hear me this morning, your 2021 will be better than you can ever imagine. If you will do what I'm about to preach to you today, your 2021 will be nowhere near 2020. It will be nowhere near any year that you have ever lived in your life. If you'll do what God impressed me to tell you to do in the next few days. I'm reading today from Matthew chapter 21. And I'll just read one verse of scripture. If you want to stand, stand. I saw some of you start to stand. We always like to stand and honor the word of the Lord. How many of you will help me preach today? Turn the heat off of me up here. I, I don't know if it's warm or cold out there, but it's hot to me. <clears throat> maybe, maybe I'm where my mom and dad used to tell me to be. They said, study until you are full. Pray until you are hot. And preach until you are cold and empty. And that's what I'm about to do. Matthew 21, verse 13. One verse. I'll read a lot of scripture today, but I want to give you one verse to start. Matthew 21, Jesus was talking. It's in red letter edition in your script, in your Bible, if you have red letter edition. It's in red. He said unto them, it is written, my house, somebody say my house, shall be called the house of prayer. You may be seated. My house shall be called the house of prayer. But he said, you have made it a den of thieves. My subject today is I know what prayer can do. I know. I've been around, you know, I started to bring it out here today. I guess I should have. I got a plaque in the mail uh, a few days ago from the United Pentecostal Church International. I didn't know what it was. I opened it up, and it was a plaque that says, thank you for 50 years of ministry. I've been licensed with the United Pentecostal Church for 50 years, so I've been around a while. Amen. Started preaching when I was 17 years old. I'm 67, and, and gaining quickly. Amen. Time gets faster when you get older. I don't know why that is, but it does. But I've never seen a day like this day, and I've never seen a time like this time. My house, the Lord said, shall be called the house of prayer, which you've made it a den of thieves. Now, this is where he went into the temple, and he 
turned over the tables of the money changers and he let loose the doves and he took the things that they were <clears throat> doing and said, this is a no-no. This, this is not a place to buy and sell. This is a place where you ought to be praying. This is what this house is all about. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Many things are written in the scriptures about prayer and praying and how to pray and when to pray. There is absolutely no way that I could take the next 30 minutes or so and talk to you about everything that is in the Bible about prayer. But I want to I wanna say some things to you today that is relevant to the day in which we live. It's important, it's very important that we grasp what the Word of God says about prayer today. Here's my, here's my belief. If this church, if you that sit here under the sound of my voice, now please don't think that I'm saying that you do not pray, okay? I'm not accusing anybody of not praying. That is not what I'm here to do today. I'm here to encourage you to enhance and increase your prayer life and to get more in tune with God than you've ever been. You can't hear the voice of God without praying. You can't know the heart of God without praying. You can't understand the word of God without praying. Because the Bible said the letter will kill, but the spirit will make alive. And you get the spirit when you pray. Somebody shout amen. So what I want to do this morning is just talk to you about prayer, what it can do what it has done, what it's doing right now. Let me tell you what I believe. I believe that this church is living under the umbrella of praying people. And the reason some of you are here this morning is because this church knows how to pray. Carolyn, I love you. You've been a member here. Carolyn's been my friend since I was just a little boy, her and Ronnie Cupid. She helped make my wife's wedding dress. My wife lived in her house before we got married for a while. She's a friend. Let me tell you, when she went in the hospital with COVID, it looked at times as if she wasn't going to make it. But I'm going to tell you, we hit our knees and we talked to God and we pleaded with the Lord that we know. And I'm here to preach to you this morning. Carolyn Cupid is here today because God heard our prayer. You say, well, what about others? I, I can only tell you that the will of God is greater than what we know. And all I can tell you is if your loved one has passed or your loved one is sick or it didn't turn out just the way you wanted it to, you have to trust God. And you have to know that he heard your prayer, but he had better things in mind. Somebody shout amen. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Help me preach now. In verse 5, he said, When you pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. He said, Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, 
But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I was, I was watching somebody pray on the television a day or two ago. I looked at my wife and I said, those are pretty words, but they are not reaching the heart of God because it was some guy that was praying for the audience. In other words, praying just to be heard. Jesus said, when you pray, forget about impressing people. Forget about standing on the street corner and saying it where everybody can hear you. Forget about trying to be out front with your prayer. Forget about standing in the synagogues and the corners of the street so that you can be seen by everybody. If you want to get down to where God is, you go somewhere and shut the door and get out on your knees and on your face before God because the God that hears in secret will come to your rescue in the open and he will reward you openly when you pray the Bible way. So forget pretty prayers. Forget vain repetition. Forget about standing on street corners. That's not what God is looking for. He's looking for people that will bury up in prayer and not come out until they have got a hold of the horns of the altar and prayed until something happened. Oh God, bring an indictment against us all today in the spirit and condemn us for not doing enough because if we ever learn the power of prayer, hell can't stand us. The devil can't stand us. I want to tell you the world can't stand up against us because prayer changes things. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 21, Jesus said in verse 22, all things, somebody shout all things. I want you to shout all things. He said, all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. If you want it, you can have it in a spirit of prayer. You gotta get where God is. God is not out here with you entertaining and performing. That's what I wanna tell this church this morning. We can shake the gates of hell. We can drive out a pandemic. We can save the lives of people. We can cause fear to come to our, our enemy when we really learn how to pray. Jesus prayed he prayed hard Jesus was God in flesh the flesh side of him prayed to the spirit the spirit is God John 4 24 God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth I just want to throw that out there but Jesus prayed. Somebody say, why Jesus pray if he was God? Because he was 100% God, and yet he was 100% man. He had, he had to pray and keep his flesh under subjection. The Bible said in Luke chapter 6 and verse 12, it came to pass in those days that when he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God, all night. Jesus prayed. He didn't just pray for 30 minutes. He didn't just pray for an hour. He prayed all night long. In Luke twenty two forty five, the Bible said when he arose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, why sleep ye rise and pray lest ye enter into temptation. He found his disciples sleeping when he had been in deep prayer. Go study the 
prayer of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. The Bible said he prayed until sweat came as of great drops of blood. He prayed earnestly. He prayed diligently. He prayed hard. He prayed with everything that was in him. If Jesus had to pray, honey, you got to pray. He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, here's the key word to that prayer. Nevertheless, he said, I don't want to die. I don't, my flesh doesn't want to die. If it's possible, Lord, if it's possible, God, just let this cup pass from me. I don't want to have to go to Calvary. His flesh didn't want to do it, but he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I wonder if we could pray the nevertheless today. God, it's not about me. It's about my children. It's about my family. It's about my city. It's about my world. We need some nevertheless praying. It's not about me, God. It's what can I give to get the the, the answer that this world needs from you. Hallelujah. Peter and John had an hour of prayer. Bible said in verse 1 of chapter 3 of Acts, Peter and John went up together to the temple in the hour of prayer, the hour of prayer. They had a certain time to pray. Are you listening? It wasn't just fly by the seat of their pants. They went to the hour of prayer. It was 9 o'clock in the morning for them. You need an hour of prayer. You need a time to pray. If you get up every day, now just listen to me. I'm going to preach real real deep to you today. This is real deep stuff. I don't know if you can understand it. But if you get up flying by the seat of your pants and say, well, I'll pray after a while, you're probably not going to pray. But if you have a time with God, I'm telling you, get your life structured to where you have a time with God. We all need it. I said, we all need it. We need a time when we know that God is going to be there and we're going to be with God because that gives discipline to our prayer. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Why did it say that? Because I got a feeling they went every day at the hour of prayer. It was their time to pray. Yours may be four o'clock in the morning. My brother-in-law, Billy Hale, I love him to death. Thank God he was just spared from COVID. He almost died. I, I saw it yesterday, his testimony. He said, thank God for sparing me. I almost didn't make it. But, but, but he's, he's alive and well. But every morning, I don't care if he's at my house, at his house. I don't care where he's at. If we're in a motel room, I don't care where he's at. At 4 o'clock, he rolls out of the bed. 4 o'clock every morning. That's his time to pray. Now, personally, I'd rather pray when God can understand me. But that's his time to pray. That's when he prays because that's, that's, that's what he's made a habit of doing. I'm, I'm preaching to you this morning. Let's make a habit to pray. Let's, let's set a time to pray. If you have to get up early, get up a little earlier. If you have to go to bed late, go to bed a little later. I don't care what it is. If you can get off at lunch every day. By the way, these prayer rooms are going to be open this week. Come on in at lunch and pray. Walk through this, walk through this building and pray. We're going to leave the back door open every day this week. 
week so that you can get here. We want you to learn to pray. I'm preaching to this church today. If we do this, there's revival in our bosom. There's revival in the air. There's answered prayers coming. There's miracles, signs, and wonders that will follow the consecration week that we do here at Christian Life. Somebody said amen. Cornelius prayed he wasn't saved. But God heard him. God will hear your prayer. I don't care who you are. I said God will hear you. Somebody said, does God answer the sinner's prayer? I hope he does. I believe he does. Because Cornelius prayed, and the Bible said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance of the sight of God. In other words, I'm hearing you, Cornelius. And God sent Peter down to Cornelius' house and told him how to be saved. And they got the Holy Ghost and was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because a man that was hungry for God knew how to pray. The church prayed without ceasing. In Acts chapter 12, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. Paul said it this way in his writing to the church. In Romans he said, continuing instant in prayer. In Ephesians he said, pray always with prayer and supplication in the spirit. To the third church at Thessalonica, he said, pray without ceasing. Pray every day without ceasing. I don't mean you gotta go around Pray it every day, every 24, every minute of 24 hours. You got to pray, pray, pray. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about staying in the spirit of prayer. It's talking about praying when it's time to pray, but living in a spirit of prayer. Pray. Look, times I don't have time to say, okay, God, I'm about to have a prayer meeting. I may be going to the road and the Holy Ghost talk to me, and I get in a spirit of prayer. I'm telling you right now, you got to pray without ceasing. James said it this way. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. The next verse says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Now, here's what I want to preach to you tonight or this morning the effectual, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, you need to go right now and have a prayer meeting somewhere and ask God to reveal to you that scripture. He said the fervent and effectual prayer. That means when you get down to business, pray. Look, there's a, uh, we're not talking about God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food, amen. We're not talking about now I lay me down to sleep. I pray, my, pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to die. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you get down to pray and you're praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible talks about praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching to you today. You may not grasp it, but you better hear me. I lay there the other morning, Brother Hodge, and all I could think of is I know what prayer can do. Prayer can turn this thing around, Brother Eric. Prayer can stop the devil in his tracks. Prayer can save my children. Prayer can save my grandkids. Prayer can save my family. Prayer can heal. Prayer can save. Oh, the effectual, fervent prayer. I'll tell you where fervent prayer takes place. People are dying. 
Come on now. When you need something, when you really have a need in your life, it's not hard to pray a fervent prayer. Oh, God, if you will, I will. Let me tell you what he said. If you will, I will. That's what God said. If you will. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and they'll turn from their wicked way. You know what he said? I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal your land. Does anybody believe that scripture right now? He said, if you'll pray, I'll hear you and I'll heal you, but you gotta pray. Prayer's not easy, prayer's work. Somebody said, amen. I can preach it today. We can leave here, and you can say, whoa, that was good. But if you don't do it, I've been a complete failure. I want to press you today. I want to press you to a closet of prayer. I want to push you today to places you've never been in the Spirit before. I want to push you to the place where you learn how to pray effectual, fervent prayers. Prayers that will shake hell. Prayers that when you go to a place, the devil says, oh no, he's going to pray. Let me tell you something. There's prayers like that, whether you believe it or not. There's prayers like that. There's prayers that can shake this thing. Abraham prayed and God spared Lot and his family. Moses prayed and God spared Israel. Samson prayed and God gave him strength to put the pillars, push the pillars of the temple down and killed more people, more Philistines in his death than he did in his life. Hannah prayed for a baby and God gave her Samuel and she gave him back to God. Elijah prayed and God sent fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice on Mount Carmel. Hezekiah prayed when he was about to die. He prayed a firm and effectual prayer and he said, Lord, remember what I have done. He said, okay, Hezekiah, I've given you 15 more years to live. He prayed and he lived because God heard his prayer. Daniel prayed that God shut the mouths of lions. Ah, Hebrew children prayed that God quenched fire and their clothes didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. A leper fell before Jesus in Matthew 8 and Jesus healed him because he prayed. Peter prayed that God raised a girl from the dead in Acts chapter 9. The church prayed that God delivered Peter from prison in Acts chapter 12. Paul and Silas prayed and God sent an earthquake at midnight and delivered them from the inner prison. Elijah prayed that God would not send rain and he shut up the heavens three and a half years. David said, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. God will hear your prayer. Anybody ever had a prayer answered? Come on, hold your hand up. You ever had a prayer answered? What makes you think God can't do it again? What makes you think God won't do it again? What makes you think he's not able to do it again? If he healed one, he can heal another. If he healed a blind eye, he can do it again. If he raised up the cripple, he can do it again. If he healed your finances one time, he can do it again. Hallelujah. Prayer. Prayer can change the mind of God. It can change the heart of man. It can change the circumstance you are in. It can take the demons and drive them out of your life. 
care, prayer can conquer depression and oppression in your life. Prayer can heal you. Prayer can save you. Prayer can give you peace. I know what prayer can do. I know. It's not a fiction. It's not a fairy tale. It's not something we dream about. It's very real. I can tell you how many times in my life I've been to God in desperate need. Desperate need. Maybe not to nobody else, but it was desperate to me. Times that I, I fell before God and said, God, look, shut the world out. I'm not, I'm, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not an advocate of these prayers that are read and written down and just read. No spirit in them. It's just to make people think you're smart. But these and thou's of your prayer don't impress me. And guess what? They don't impress God. Here's what impresses God. The Bible said he loveth such as a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He loves it when you come and you are broken before him. And tears are streaming down your face. That's when you're pliable in the hands of God. That's when God can do the most with you. Some of the most sacred moments of my life have not been in a congregation of people. Some of the most sacred moments of my life have been when I'm shut alone with God in prayer. It's okay to cry. I'll say it again. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be broken. It's okay to fall before him in honest contrition and repentance. See, there's all kind of prayers. There's all kind of prayers that have to be prayed when you're a child of God. You first have to repent, and that's one prayer. There's prayers of praise, prayers of intercession, prayers of thanksgiving. All kind of prayers. All kind of prayers that need to be prayed. But here's what I would tell you. When you pray, if you get down and get honest with God, He'll hear your prayer. He'll hear your prayer. I can't answer prayer. I don't have any power. But here's what here's here's the great thing about God. Brother Roy, I don't have to tell you. 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 The Bible said he knows what I need before I get down to pray. And when I start telling him, he wants to hear it from here. Some of you in this room today that have forfeited the blessings of God in your life because you've forgotten how to pray. You never get so professional at living for God that you don't have to pray. You still have to pray. Pinch yourself right now. Just pinch yourself. That's flesh. That stuff will get you in trouble. That stuff, I'm telling you, this is real flesh. There's real red blood running through these veins, and, and I'm human. Come on now. And the devil's constantly reaching for your mind, reaching for your emotions, trying to get through and break down every barrier that you've ever built. 
the only way to keep the hedge around you is to go to God daily in prayer. Daily. Shelly, you know why you're here? Shelly lived in my house for about a year. Every day. I would embarrass her. But Shelly's here because she learned to pray. And I would hear her in, in her room. Not just saying a few little prayers. She shut the door. She most of the time didn't know I was anywhere around. But I heard her speaking in other tongues. Weeping before God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's the way you get victory in your life. You don't get it by just going through the motions. You can just go through the motions or you can really learn to pray. Then you say, Pastor, what are you? how do I do that? I'll tell you what you do. Why don't you, the next time you're driving down the road, turn off the radio and just say, Lord, would you touch me today? And watch his presence come into that automobile. Why don't you, wherever you are, just push everything aside and just say, Jesus, I need an answer today. I need you to touch me this morning. I need an answer from you right now. Pray. Pray from the soul. Pray from down in here. You say, I don't know how to pray. Pray like you're talking to your best friend because you are. I said you are. Pray. Pray like you're talking to one that loves you because you are. Pray like you're talking to somebody that can really answer because you are. Pray and put it on the line before God. And by the way, don't pray one day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. Let me tell you something. I don't know what, I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings today, but I get so tired of hearing these young preachers come around. I guess I'm getting old. I don't care. But here's the deal. I'm tired of hearing preachers come around that they got their little canned sermons and they preach them 50 times a year. I'm not into that anymore. Give me something from the altar. Give me something from a prayer meeting. Give me something with the Holy Ghost anointing. Give me something that gives me an answer. I don't care about all your knowledge. I don't care about all your oratorability. I care about a move of God in my life. Ah! You can go to any church you want to and hear a little canned sermon on a Sunday morning. You get me, you ain't getting that. I never walk this pulpit and I don't have a prayer meeting and get a hold of God and say, God, I want to say whatever you want me to say. I want to be the mouthpiece of God. You don't get it any other way, Brother Eric, than to pray. You can't get it. You can't get it out of a book. You can, I got enough books in my office. If I read them all, I'd be the smartest man in America. But I hadn't read them all and I don't intend to read them all. I bought them for a sermon or two or thought or two or, or something that would impress me and something that would help me. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with looking up good stuff on the internet. I don't but when it's all said and done you better have an unction and the unction comes with prayer and the anointing comes with prayer. You don't get it without praying. That's the only way to get there. Oh. 
So what we need to do in 2021 is learn to pray all over again. We need to start it today. 21 days of prayer, Brother Rory. We're going to pray every day. Look, we're going to give you stuff to pray about. Where's my little list? I asked for one just before I came up here. Here's my little list, okay? We're going to tell you what to pray about. Tomorrow, we're going to pray for our nation. God knows we need it. The next day, we're going to pray for families and marriages. That's good. We need that. We're going to pray for our city. God, take care of our city. Anoint us, God, to reach our city. We're going to pray for our world. We're going to pray for our church leaders. I need that. We're going to pray for our church vision. We're going to pray for worship, pray for children, all these stuff. Medical professionals, we're going to pray for them. That's good. Everything on this paper is good. But don't just say a two-minute prayer. God bless our church today and take care of Brother Danny and Brother Roy and take care of all the singers. I'm challenging you today. I'm challenging you today. Go get a closet of prayer. Go somewhere. Get by yourself. Shut the door. When the Bible talks about a closet of prayer, it's not talking about the closet in your bedroom. He's talking about an alone place. A place where you can get by yourself and just get with God. I'm challenging you. Go get with God. Shut the door and stay until you hear the voice of God. Until you know that you've reached heaven. I'm going to be honest with you today. There's been times that I got down to pray and I felt like I felt like my prayers were hitting the ceiling bouncing back. Anybody ever felt that? I couldn't get nowhere. Oh God. But you know what? I kept pressing and I kept pushing and I kept talking to God and when I opened that up to Him He started talking back. You want to hear the voice of God? You want to know how to walk in this day? You want to know what God wants in this day? Learn to pray. Shall we stand? I wish, I wish to God I wish to God today that things weren't as they are. But I believe God understands right where we are today. Here's what I want to do. I want to have a little consecration time on this Sunday morning. And I want to, I want, I want to ask you to commit some things to God right now. And to recommit some things to God. Look, Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you haven't prayed. I've prayed, but guess what? I haven't prayed enough. I've talked to God, but I still got to talk to God some more. Everybody understand that? It's not that we're, we're backslidden. I'm just telling you, hell is on a rampage. In case you hadn't figured it out, hell is attacking. And the, the greatest defense we have is an offense. And the offense is to go to heaven in prayer and the Lord will take care of the rest of you amen anybody believe what I'm preaching right now hallelujah you just got to believe it you got to believe it so here's what I'm asking you to do right where you are I want I want everybody in this room participating if you're just going through the motions you and God will know that but I would love for you to put your hands in the air this morning and say oh God in however many words and however you want to say it forgive me for not praying enough I want to consecrate my life to prayer I'll pray on the way to the job I'll pray at my lunch hour I'll pray when I get home 
I'll get up early and pray. Come on, put your hands up. All over this room, I want you to make a personal commitment to God right now. Lord, my prayer life is about to get better. My time with you is about to be better than it's ever been. I'm going to pray more than I've ever prayed in the year to come. I'm going to pray, God, even though I've already prayed. I want to pray some more. I want another anointing. I want another touch of your spirit. I want to move with the Holy Ghost in my life. Oh God, here I am on this first Sunday of 2021. We're facing all kind of things. The enemy's on our trail. We've come against hell itself. But you said the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. I'm praying for victory. I'm praying for power. I'm praying for miracles. I'm praying, God, that you would set us on fire. Give us apostolic revival. In Jesus' name, do it today.